Hey, let's talk sports in the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors and Going 406. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. And Coach Joe is playing hurt tonight. He's at home, not feeling well, but tough T-U-double-F-F is Coach Joe. So he's going to be on the phone with us. Give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. If you're technologically inclined, it's ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Coach Joe, tough up, hey, huh? Yeah, how's that going? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I sure did. I guess Santa Claus didn't catch me for all those things I did. <laughs> good, good. We were worried. We were worried about that uh, sudden increase in coal production. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> at least what I got was low sulfur coal. So uh, you know, you got to got to go green. But um, you know, Coach Joe, um, if if the audience would allow us a personal moment for just a moment. Um, you and I coached the HP 1314 Jacksonville Jaguars flag football team to the Super Bowl in a win in the Super Bowl this year. And we had a great bunch of kids, a great bunch of parents, and I just wanted to say thank you to them for all they did. We, we had a good year, um, went undefeated. We did have one tie and uh, just had a great year. The kids put out every bit of effort they could, and, man, they were just awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, first off, Ronnie, thanks for including me. Uh, I mentioned to the listeners last week that uh, you uh, allowed me to, to uh, be the defensive coach out there on the flag football team, and it was it was a lot of fun. You know, sports uh, aren't always just uh, the major leagues or the pros or the college colleges. Uh, you know, a lot of people's uh, contact with sports is at this level, especially with their kids. And it's uh, a, a lot of fun to coach young people. I did it, you know, for 10 years, uh, as my daughter was growing up, uh, mostly in soccer, a little bit in basketball, but this was a chance to uh, coach some in flag football, which I played a lot of, but had never uh, coached before. And, uh, um, it, it was a great, great time. The kids were, were terrific, really, really good kids. And, uh, learned a lot watching you. You, um, they, they hung on your every word, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure about a, that, but, uh, coach Joe posted a shutout in the Super Bowl and uh, with some great strategy. And, you know, we talked about the difference in coaching kids that are 13 and 14 years old. You know, when they're seven or eight years old, you can tell them, do it because I told you to. But these kids question you, and you've got to have your ducks in a row to be able to coach at that level because these kids will question you, and if they don't believe what you're saying, they tune you out pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, it, it, a lot of that is is you want to have their trust, and uh, it sort of develops throughout the season. And and you also show trust in them too, because uh, kids develop at different speeds, and uh, you know, not, some kids are better than others. But uh, you make sure that uh, everybody has an opportunity to contribute and try to try to give them the best opportunity they can to contribute, and it builds their confidence. And what I found during the season was. Uh, you know, the, the certain players emerged and allowed us to do different things and, and to be more aggressive. And it, it worked like a charm, you know. But, and especially, you know, you ran the offense, and uh, I think you always made it a point to make sure everybody touched the ball. And uh, the, the kids appreciate that. They understand that. They know that. And, uh, and, and they play really well as a result. 
But the other thing that you're good at is teaching them how to handle the ups and downs of sports. Um, the, uh, keep the composure when things aren't going well, not fall apart, which is easy for 13 year olds to do. <laughs> but you guys had a, you know, the team had a great comeback in the semifinal. So it made the Super Bowl possible. Uh, that, that must've been a great moment. I, that was the game I missed, unfortunately, but, uh, uh, it was it was a thrill hearing about how they rallied from a big deficit in that game and pulled it out. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, and uh, the kids really responded to um, what I told them at halftime that, you know, look, we're down two touchdowns, which is a lot in flag football. And um, But one of our kids, you know, stepped up, and he picked off a pass that would have put us out of the game, took it back all the way, and juked one of their best players, one of the best players in the league, um, you know, basically broke his ankles, as they say today. No players were injured on this particular play. It's just a euphemism. But, hey, speaking of football, how about that Tennessee-Purdue game? What a well, game one of the for benefits the ages. Of being at, one of the benefits of being at home is I got to watch all of that. <laughs> it was an unbelievable game, fourth quarter alone. But, uh, you know, the uh, Aiden McConnell over there for uh, – Purdue threw for 531 yards, I think, five touchdowns. (laughs) And uh, interesting strategy by Tennessee in the overtime. They went for it twice on fourth down. The second time was not a charm. They ended up uh, uh, coming up short at the one-yard line. Uh, One of those where the uh, ref blew the whistle or, or called forward progress stopped. And then in seconds, milliseconds later, the Tennessee player reached the ball over the goal line. But the what was your opinion of the play? Touchdown or was he stopped? Well, he reminded me of 1983 and John L. Williams against Georgia. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the bottom line on it was the official determined forward progress stopped because the, the guy was not down, but he was, you know, he was being, he was being held up and he was trying to lean, trying to lean. And, that's really not reviewable. So, uh, so the call had to stand. Uh, well, and, you know, the officials are in a, a difficult situation there. If, if you allow the guy to stand up and the defense to, to whack him pretty good, he can really get injured, and that's got to be a difficult call by the same token. If he's not stopped, if you think he can still keep going, then do you let the play develop? I mean, that's, that's got to be a real dilemma for an official. Well, it was interesting because a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter, when the fireworks got started, uh, with about six minutes to go, it's 31 to 30. And by the end of regulation, it was 45 to 45. So the touchdowns are flying in the last uh, half wow. of the quarter. Coach Joe, we're up a- against it. We're going to need to take a break, and uh, we're going to bring in Matt Henshaw, former Florida State quarterback and tight end. And uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that game after our guest. Sure. I'll continue to monitor the peach bowl while we go to break. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk 96.7 WLKF. What's up, guys? This is Ahmad Black, former Dreadnought State Champion, former Gator National Champion, and Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Hey, it's the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. And by 
Going 406, where you can swing for the fence. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. We always have an all-star lineup of guests. And with us on the phone tonight is none other than former FSU Seminole tight end and cornerback Matt Henshaw. Matt, welcome back to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Oh, Ronnie and uh, Coach Joe, it's great to be back, man. Uh, really looking forward to it, and thank you for having me on. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Well, you know, I was looking up some of the history on your family, and, of course, your dad, George Henshaw, was a longtime coach, um, played at West Virginia for a guy mm-hmm. named Jim Carlin, who left West Virginia to go to Texas Tech, and there was an offensive coordinator there by the name of Bobby Bowden, who succeeded uh-huh. Jim Carlin, and your dad mm-hmm. became a graduate assistant for him and uh, eventually coached with him, and then uh, he left and went to Florida State with him, didn't he? Uh, that's that's correct. When uh, Coach Bowden uh, left in 1976, uh, Dad was uh, one of two coaches to go down there with him. I can't remember the name of the other guy, but Dad was one of the two that went down there with him uh, to a very very struggling uh, Florida State program. But <laughs> to uh, say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I think they had won uh, all of three games in the previous four years, so um, they were they were definitely a struggling team. Uh, but they, they were able to turn it around. They built a, a great program around um, great student-athletes there back in the day. Uh, Ron Simmons was one of their first recruits that they, you know, got in there and, and really started turning around the program and, and, and led it to what it is now today. You know, I don't know if you know or not, but the previous coach was a guy named Daryl Mudra, and I he do. was known as Dr. Death. And uh <laughs> He is actually in the, the College Football Hall of Fame, not for what he did at Florida State, but for what he did um, at North Dakota State. He had a real juggernaut there. And his son, my brother, is a pharmaceutical rep, and his son is a doctor. And my brother ran into him and uh, said, that's an unusual name. He said, is your dad Daryl Mudra by any chance? And he said, yes. But um, So you were a star quarterback in high school. Was it preordained you were going to Florida State, or did you have other offers? Oh, that's very flattering. You think I was a star, but um, well, you must I, have been. Did, you got a scholarship. I, I did well enough, and I did well enough in high school to uh, earn a scholarship. But was it preordained? Um, no, my my dad really left it, and my mom really left it up to me. Um, they said, you know, Matt, wherever you choose um, to go, is, is we are a hundred percent behind you, wherever that may be. Um, I had a little over thirty offers coming out of uh, high school, and, and when it came down to it, it really came down to just. Um, Clemson and Florida State, so it was a battle of the Bowdens, and uh, <laughs> I ended up choosing uh, Coach Bowden uh, instead of Tommy. And I'm still good friends with Tommy today, and he still reminds me of what a what a dumb decision I made of, of going, <laughs> you know, down there to his dad. But um, he did pretty well. I mean, uh, when I was coming out of Tennessee, the the funny thing was is, is the top two quarterbacks in the state were myself and Ingle Martin. Ingle Martin was the number one quarterback, and he ended up choosing Florida. Yeah. And I ended up choosing Florida State. So the whole state of Tennessee hated us, and they couldn't get couldn't <laughs> wait to get rid of us. Uh, I think Ingle Martin ended up at Furman, if I remember he right. He did. He did. And he, he was a fantastic player. I actually still talk to him about once or twice a year. And um, he, he was the best football player that I've ever seen. He, he he did it all. I went and saw a game uh, and saw him play one time, and I saw him throw a touchdown pass, run in a touchdown, make an interception, kick a couple field goals, and punt. I'm like, what else do you do? Jeez. Well, we'd love yeah. to have him on the Ozone, see if he'll come on for us sometime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Matt, um, if anybody's qualified to talk about the status of Florida State University, I think it's you. And, um, you know, we, we talked about um, the status of the program right now. It seems to me that there's more talent than there have been wins. That they, they should be winning more games. Am I incorrect in that, or do you do you agree? No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that, Ron. I mean, Florida State, you know, and, and for that matter, all the Florida schools really always will always have great talent Agreed. because of, of the talent pool that you have in this state. Uh, to me, it's unmatched. I mean, I know that the California teams and the California high schools, you know, have great talent out there. But, you know, to me, really, Florida talent is, is truly unmatched. And, um, and and when you have the talent pool that we have, you're always going to have better athletes than, than your opponents. And then when your opponents come down here to recruit, you know, they come down here to recruit the, the, that talent pool. But, you know, you have to have coaching. And, and I think what's been a painful reminder to all of the state of Florida, and especially Florida State, you know, especially, and in my mind, when, when Coach Bowden left, and we had, you know, a little bit of success there with Jimbo, but not really not that much, um, you know, for the long term, it, it's coaching. you got to have the coaching. And, um, and when you have constant turnover, you know, that plays on kids. And, and, it, and it's a struggle to, to find continuity. It's a struggle to find consistency when you're constantly wondering, well, is my coach going to be here next year? And it also uh, affects your recruiting. You know, kids will go out of state. Uh, I don't blame a kid that's in Florida that goes to Alabama or goes to an Oklahoma or an Ohio state, you know, instead of somewhere down here, because at least he knows who the coach is going to be. He knows he's going to, um, uh, you, you know, an established program where they don't have to worry about the next four years of, okay, well, am I going to have a new offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator? They don't have to worry about that. That's true. And, you know, one of the things that we discussed, and you pointed out something I didn't realize had overlooked, is if Mike Norvell didn't win enough games next year, would Deion Sanders be a prime candidate? <laughs> Play on words there, I guess, for oh, yeah. uh, Florida State as a head coach next year, and you brought up a very salient point. Bring that out to the audience, if you would. Well, you know, the last time that I checked, and, and you know, and, and hopefully it doesn't have to come to that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, so many people think like, oh, we need the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. Well, why, why don't we just keep this guy and see what he can do? I but agree. one thing that people don't understand, too, is, is the last time that I checked is you, you have to have a four-year degree in order to be a head coach in Division One football. To my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, does not have a four-year degree. Now, he may have earned it somewhere else, but as, a, as we're speaking right now, I don't know if he has one, and, and if he does not, then he can't. That is, that is per the NCAA rules, um, that you have, is that you have to have a four-year degree. It doesn't matter where from, you know, but it has to be a four-year degree. And if he doesn't have it, well, I mean, he can't be interviewed. Um, so again, he has, he has to have a degree, any head coach in division one football has to have earned a degree from some four year institution, uh, in order to be a head coach. And so people can hope and pray all they want to, but if he doesn't fit that requirement, you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's a mute point. Well, that's a great point. Coach Joe, you got a question? Coach Joe, you with us? I think we lost coach Joe. Might have lost him. Ah, that's all right. We'll, we'll get him back on the line. Matt, one of the things that, that I always found interesting was it must have been quite an advantage for you to go home 
and you could be able to tell your dad, hey, dad, um, we, we faced this three-deep coverage today. What could I check to to beat that? Did you, oh, you and your dad, did your dad have enough time to be able to have those kind of discussions with you? Well, that, that was always the biggest question, is, is, is my dad was an absolute workaholic. He was the first one in and the last one to leave, and, and I love him for it. And, and he provided a wonderful home for us and a wonderful environment. You know, but the thing was, is, is he, a lot of his time was occupied with coaching his own players. And, and he did a great job of allowing my coaches to coach me. You know, my coaches never felt overstepped. My coaches never felt demeaned or belittled by my father because, you know, my dad does know more football. I mean, I've, I've told people this, you know, uh, in, in football offices up there at Florida State that my, my father knows more football than all of you will in 10 lifetimes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, it and that's true. Me being, and that's me being biased, but it's also me, you know, just telling them the truth. And yeah, but look at his experience. You know, I, I looked up your dad. All right, head coach at Tulsa. Offensive coordinator for Denver and the Giants in the NFL. Offensive coordinator at Alabama and FSU. Um, that's a pretty good resume. And, I mean, he's coached, um, let's see, I think six Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Famers. I want to say close to 12 uh, Pro Bowlers. I mean, you, you, you name it, you know, he has seen that's it and done here. it. and. And been and been around it, so I mean it's here, present. <laughs> All right, Coach Joe's back with us. Um, Matt's in the middle of an answer. I'll let you ask him a question after this. Yeah, but it, I mean it, to to have that to come home to you know um, if if I was really stumped on something, you know to have him there a quick phone call or when he would come home really late at night, you know he was always more than accommodating to me, and he always had an answer, which was the best thing. Wow. Coach Show, you got a question for Matt? Well, uh, Matt, first off, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. But, uh, you know, I'm afraid I'll, I'll, I've missed the uh, entire interview because of the technical issue here. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess the big, the big story, uh, especially with FSU right now, is their recruiting class. And, uh, mm-hmm. there's, you know, looking back on the season as a whole, the extent that you haven't already addressed it, uh, what do you think of their progress under Coach Norvell and uh, – uh, even despite what happened with Chase Hunter, what, how, how do you feel about the recruiting class? Well, I think I think Mike has done a, a good job, and I mean, the one thing that I that I've told people this, I've told close friends and everything like this, is is at least now when when Florida State plays, at least they have some fight in them, and I think they were lacking that when Willie was here. I don't think they were fighting at all. I thought they were giving up way too easily, and and that was not indicative of Florida State football. And I think what Mike and his staff have done is, is they finally got some fight back in these kids. Um, and that's a hard thing to do, you know, when um, uh, with, with NIL today and with the transfer portal, you know, if a kid doesn't like where he want, where he is right now, he'll just leave. That, that was not the case back, you know, when I was playing, you had to get permission from the coach. You had to get permission from the school. Now you just leave and, and let everybody else know that you're already in the portal. So I think, what he's done recruiting-wise, um, he's used the portal to his advantage. I know they've recently gotten some receivers and through the portal. I think they've also gotten some linemen um, through the portal. But, you know, what, what Mike and his staff really need to do is they need to really make it paramount that they get a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in this day and age, and, and, and I say a quarterback, uh, I'm talking a throwing quarterback, a kid who can throw the ball, 
pinpoint it anywhere on the field. That's what you need in order to win. If you look at all the great programs out there right now, they all have throwers. Look at the Heisman Trophy winner. He's a thrower. You know, so if you, if you don't put an emphasis on a throwing quarterback, you're dead in the water as a program, especially a big Power 5 program like a Florida State or a Florida or a Miami. You, you, you've got to have a quarterback who can throw. No doubt. Matt, we're getting up against the break. I wanted one (laughs) thing I wanted to bring in here. Um, We got about 45 seconds left. Um, Anyone that's listening can hear how insightful and articulate you are. So you clearly parlayed your athletic ability into an education. And we have a lot of kids that listen to the show. Tell them what you're doing today. You got a, a lovely wife, tremendous family, two wonderful kids in a great neighborhood. What are you doing today? Well, I definitely have to kick my covers with my wife. Uh, I'll um, agree. But, but what I do what I do today now is I do medical device sales. So I work for a company called Beckton Dickinson. It's the fourth largest medical device company in the world. I sell medical equipment in the OR, so it's very technical. Um, when I go into the OR, doctors and surgeons, they ask me, you know, for my advice, you know, on how to use my product, how to, best to use my product. Um, so, it, again, it involves a lot of technical thing, anatomy, um, and, and just overall, just common sense, which is uh, honestly not so common. I so, understand. You know, and, and you got to be able to t- got to be able to talk to people. That's that's, <laughs> that's first and foremost. Well, Matt, thank you so much. If you'll hang on the line, we want to get a, a show promo from you. And uh, again, say hello to your family and thank you so much for being on with us. Yes, sir, Ron. I appreciate it. And thank you, Coach. Hey, thank you so much, man. All right. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7 in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight with Ronnie O and Coach Joe brought to you by Going 406 where you can swing for the fence. And by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And with us on the phone is Polk County's top male swimmer, Braden Dam. Braden, welcome to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, sir. We've got you on the air. We have got you on the air, Braden. So good to have you on with us tonight. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, first of all, I have to verify something. Um, your uncle Johan is a good friend of mine, and he tells me that all of your swimming ability and your academic ability are the result of his influence, and that he can still beat you in the breaststroke. Is any of that true? Uh, no, I don't think that's true. At all. <laughs> uh, well, certainly, we are very proud of your accomplishments, and um, you know, I think that one of the things that makes it so special is that you grew up in the Bahamas. And Hurricane Dorian destroyed your home down there and forced your family to move to Lakeland, where you go to George Jenkins High School. But in addition to your swimming ability, you have really accomplished a lot academically. Tell the audience what your grade point average currently is. Uh, my weighted GPA currently is about a 4.3. Wow, that is tremendous. That is tremendous. Braden, you don't become a top swimmer just by showing up for meets. Um, talk a little bit about the training regimen that you have to go through in order to excel at the level that you've excelled. Uh, well, currently I train Monday to Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. and then Saturday morning from 8 to 10. 
as well as about an hour in the gym each day on Monday to Saturday. Now, how does weight training come in? Um, talk a little bit about the weight training you do. It's not like football where you're trying to bench press 500 pounds or whatever. Talk a little bit about the areas of your body that you work on for particular events. Uh, you pretty much just work on all your muscles, but instead of going extremely heavy weight, it's more of just strength and like endurance, uh, preparing your body doing more reps instead of less weight. Braden, um, your best event is the 100-yard breaststroke. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. And what has your best time been there? Uh, 57.74. Give us an idea of how that rates, say, for example, do you know the state record or the school record? Or uh, I broke the school record this year, and then the state record is 54, I think. Yeah, it's around 54. For wow. All four. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I said for all of Florida high school, is the state record is 54. So you're not that far off then. How close to that do you think you can come? Uh, I think I could get around 54, hopefully. My Thanks. gosh. Well, I know that some colleges have noticed your excellence in the pool and in the classroom, and uh, you've had some people calling you talking about going to college on a scholarship uh, for swimming. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Who have you heard from the most? Uh, I've talked to Rollins a lot, as well as a few other schools. Not as much, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, you know, after achieving uh, Swimmer of the Year in Polk County, that your phone calls might increase. And I'm not just talking about from the Ozone. We have with us on the line, too, Coach Joe, my co-host. He's a little under the weather. And he coached his daughter at Jenkins in um, soccer. And so I know he's coached at this level. Joe, you have any questions for Braden about maybe some of the coaching that he's received? Well, you know, certainly, um, uh, congratulations, first off, Braden. Uh, sounds so, sounds like you've been doing doing really terrific. Uh, the um, one, it's swimming well is one of the most difficult things to do. I mean, there's just a, an amazing amount of work that that's involved. Uh, what are the coaches besides you know telling you to do X number of laps and so forth? What what, what sort of instructions do they give to make you go faster? You know, what sort of technique? Uh, it's just watching us, watching watching me swim very closely, and just correcting the small technique things, technical things to just help me improve and get better each and every day. What's the biggest uh, improvement that you've made? What what sort of change that led to the biggest improvement? Uh, it's no real like big change, but just like small little things, like just shortening my stroke here or kicking a little bit differently. It's just nothing nothing big, but they all add up together to help me improve. Oh, okay. So and uh, so, what's the typical schedule uh, during the week? Uh, for swimming practice. Yeah. Oh, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7, I swim, and then from the, I go to the gym from 7 to 8.30 right after practice. And then Saturday morning from 8 to 10. Braden, we uh, certainly appreciate you being with us tonight, and uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And I know you're going to be very successful both in the pool and out of the pool. Um, before we let you go, what is the next big meet coming up? Uh, my next big meet is the beginning of March. And what will that be? Is that a state meet or? 
Uh, yeah, it's Florida Short Course Senior Championships. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, we're really proud of the accomplishments that you've had in uh, overcoming some very difficult circumstances, and uh, somebody that has your perseverance can only be very successful. Thank you. All right. Yeah, well done, Braden. Yeah, and thanks Thank for joining us. Braden Dam, Polk County's male swimmer of the year. So you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. We'll be back. We'll have that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. This is Adrian Dinkle, head baseball coach of the National Champions Southeastern University Fire. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Zone. In the Ozone. Talk 1430, talk 96.7. You've got the Ozone tonight, talking sports with Ronnie O and Coach Joe, brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors and Going 406. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. I can hear those dialing fingers out there now. They're hitting the numbers. You are waiting. You know it's time for that $30 gift certificate to none other than Miller's Lakeland Ale House. They're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. They've got over 40 strategically located television sets. And I'm telling you, it's the place to be when the games are on because they have drink and meal specials every night of the week, and that $30 will go a long way. All right, if you haven't won the last six months and you know the answer to the question, give us a call, 682-1430, 682-1430. The Florida Gators football team, program has two NFL Pro Football Hall of Famers. You only have to name one of them. One of them played in the 70s and actually played in uh, the late 60s, and he was on that Super Softs team with um, the Florida Gators back in 69 with John Reeves and Carlos Alvarez, and he played on into the 70s. And then the other guy played in the 80s. You should know one of these for sure, at least. The 682-1430 is the number. And all you have to do is tell us one of those Florida Gators who are in the NFL Hall of Fame. So, Coach Joe, man, uh, we've had a good show tonight. Uh, despite the challenges technologically, you did a good job yeah, hanging in there. I know it's hard when you're you're not in here. Yeah, it's always a little bit trickier. Thanks to you and to Eric for uh making it possible um you know uh i'm contagious so you don't want to infect anybody over there at the studio uh but uh you know hopefully hopefully uh everything will be fine so uh and no worries there but uh uh you know speaking of the hall of fame they announced the finalists today and uh, congratulations to zach thomas uh for making it as a finalist for the hall of fame he's a texas tech guy wasn't he yeah you know great dolphins linebacker for years Kind of undersized, but a heart that weighed about 250 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned T-U-F-F tough earlier. That was him, too. <laughs> and uh, a couple of U-M guys, including Devin Hester um, and Andre Johnson, uh, a couple of, of great players. Devin Hester has got to make it into the Hall of Fame. These guys One of the great return men of all time. Oh, yeah. He was electric. Uh, they played in the early 2000s, and then Andre Johnson had a really nice career. He was a really good wide receiver. Played a lot with, with Houston, so um, uh, his, his NFL career might not have been as glamorous as some, but but it was a great one. And, and well, he was dominant. 
Wasn't he about six um, four and really fast? Yeah, he's a you know when he was at his best, he was probably better than anybody else at that point. Although you know Calvin Johnson was in the league at the t- at the same time, and and some other great great ones, um, Larry Fitzgerald. But uh, Andre Johnson was right up there when he was he was almost unstoppable. Oh, he was. Kind of reminds me of Dizzy Dean when they said, "Diz, were you the greatest of all time?" He said, "Well, I don't know if I was the greatest." But I was amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just definitely among, amongst them. And then Devin Hester's, you know, the, probably the greatest returner ever. Uh, and uh, and and obviously Zach Thomas was terrific. And if, if Zach doesn't make it this year, I think he will soon. Uh, I think he I think he deserves it. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. And I think Dick Vermeil was nominated in the coaches division as a finalist. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and speaking of coaches, obviously we lost John Madden the other day. Yeah, you know that, that's such a sad thing. You know the guy, the generation today probably knows him more for um, EA Sports Madden football, the video game, than they do from his coaching. And you know the guy, I don't know how to look at him. In, in one respect, he made seven AFC Championship games, lost six including the Immaculate Reception. And, you know, we had Sugar Bear Hamilton on, and the, the one they won was over the Patriots on that controversial call roughing the passer on Sugar Bear Hamilton. Yeah, yeah the 1976 playoffs, they, they advanced and, and did win. That was their one Super Bowl title under Madden, who only coached, I guess, for about 10 or 11 years. I think 10 years. I think you're right. Yeah, and uh, – uh, he, you know, he poured his heart and soul into it, and I think it was uh, it was gonna gonna kill him if he kept going. Uh, and he found a second life where he could be part of football as the broadcaster with CBS and then with Fox and later with NBC too. I know he was with all the major networks. That's pretty amazing. And I mean, he was so enthusiastic. And uh, of course, you know, one of the things you'll always remember about him is the Madden Cruiser that he didn't like to fly. And so he would bust from game to game going all over the country. And uh, he became so famous, they said you know, they'd stop for gas. And uh, people had come up, and in one place, the mayor had him come down, take a picture with him in front of the city hall. And, uh, you know, just he was a big celebrity in this little town. And uh, he was so gracious with his time, from what I can understand. Um, yeah, we, we lost a great one. There's no doubt about that. Coach Joe, let's go over that. Um, one more time on the sports quiz. The Florida Gators have two NFL Hall of Famers, former Florida Gators. One is a defensive end. The other is a running back. So give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. And I think Eric may be talking to somebody right now that's hungry and thirsty. And, of course, Coach Joe, you and I often go out to – Miller's Lakeland Ale House, and we love it out there. Well, I, it would have been normally this on this New Year's Day. Um, I would have been there to watch some great college bowl games that will be coming up, Sugar, the Fiesta, and and the Rose Bowl. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to, So, uh, but uh, I'll get back there as soon as possible. And, uh, well, I'll tell you who might be out there and can stand instead for us. Hello? Marie is on the line, and she is hungry and thirsty. Marie, how are you tonight? 
I'm doing great now that I got through to you. All right. Well, where have you been? Well, you know, I was, uh, I can't tell you the long story, but <laughs> okay. back and healthy again. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. You always have the right answer. Can you name one? <laughs> I did the last time, and I was supposed to be able to go down and meet with you down at, at the, okay, my mind is not working. The right now, House? But, you know, I was supposed to be there. And I, I couldn't get there. I know your fan club was there. There were thousands there dang, hoping to get dang. your autograph. <laughs> uh, Marie, oh. name one of the two Florida Gators who are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, it, it's my friend uh, is one that is sort of is here taking care of me and help me. And so I, he said, I think this is it. And I said, well, I'm going to call in. And uh, he's sort of been taking care of me since I had that fall. Well, good. All right, who do you think it is? Uh, Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier. No, no. Steve Steve was not a great pro football player. He was very good. College Hall of Fame, I think. Right, Ronnie? What's that? uh, Spurrier's in the College Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame twice as a coach and a player. Marie, you can call back, though. That's not correct. One of the players was a defensive end that played from 69 to about 71 because they could only play three years then on the varsity. The other was a running back who only played three years, but he went out early, and he went out right before Steve Spurrier started coaching. 89 was his last year. So The all-time NFL leading rusher. There you go. So oh, you can call back if you hurt. want to. Alive, he would know them all. But Roman, it was you know he was World War Two, Korea, and Vietnam. But he wow. was also a good football player, a quarterback, and of course we always between football, basketball, and golf. That's what we lived on at the seventy-one years we were married. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I'm sorry that we missed out. That's all right. You, you can call back if you got a different guest. All right. Marie, oh. we're always glad to hear from you. Give us okay. a call. Okay, thank you very much. I enjoy your program also. Well, thank and you. So, okay. Now take care, Marie. All Love right. Love you. God bless you. God Happy bless you, New too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. And, uh, let, me, let me just say to you, Ronnie, Happy New Year. And to you, Eric, Happy New Year. Sorry, uh, we can't celebrate it together. <laughs> well, that's all right. As Eric reminded, this is the last live show Um that we have here for this year. So 682-1430 is the number. You could win that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. And what I want to know is one of the two Florida Gators who are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One was a defensive end. His number was 74. The other was a running back, number 22. So give us a call. You can buy both jerseys now at the Gator Bookstore. That's right. You can. Um, I may have to look into that. They make those vintage jerseys now, the old style, and you can, you know, with the old logos and stuff, too. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a caller, I think, for the quiz, and uh, we may have to take this off the air. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're running short of time. We may have to take this off the air. All um, right, well, let me say good night to you and Eric, Ronnie, and uh, take care. Happy New Year. All right, Happy, happy New year. year, Joe. Thanks for toughing up tonight.
All right. Well, Ronnie O and Coach Joe will be back in the new year. And uh, we've got a caller on the line that I think is going to win the sports quiz. But we're running low on time. So we've only got about 10 seconds left in the show, the last show of the year. And we hope you've enjoyed doing this and listening as much as we've enjoyed broadcasting and being with you and having the great guests.